Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show and the start of a new year. Okay, so I have been planning on doing this class for you for several weeks now, and a lot of things have been happening in my own life throughout that decision and intention to make the class. So it has gotten pretty interesting or spicy as I've chosen this subject. Uh, This is something that I decided I wanted to do a while back into December or November of 2023 for you because one of the major things that I find throughout working with all the 15 years of working with people is that the mind does not like the unknown. And one of the things that is inevitable in this reality is that the mind does not always know what's going to happen next or the outcomes of different things in our lives. And that stresses the mind very much out because it's tied to linear time and has to go through things step by step, frame by frame, whereas the inner voice is always very peaceful, no matter what the outcome might be in the future or already in the past or right now, it always has this sense of peace about things. But having done so many inner voice sessions with so many people, I can always see and sense this hesitation, frustration of the mind. And also having lived in a human mind and body myself, I can speak to it too. The unknown is something that can stress us out in the mind side of ourselves, but also at the same time, this inner voice side is ultimately peaceful. So I wanted to touch on this subject like I did the empowered class in a way last year, but I also decided to do it in a different format than I've ever tried before in this pod class format. So this is, I guess you could say, air quotes, module one of the class. And I thought when I decided to do this class, there would be more structured content for each of these weeks. And we're going to see as I am going to explain why it's maybe not going to be quite as structured as I might have first imagined it would be or expected it to be. But alongside of the content that I'll be sharing here every week of the next 30 days here on the show, I also want you to know that you can actually tune in and connect with other people. And we've tried to make this class as similar to our online classes as possible to give you as many elements, given that it's in a pod class format, as a regular class that we do all the time in our regular team systems. So one of the things in our team classes that we do through Team Alively is we have community chat rooms where people get to meet each other that are meet the other people that are also taking the class together, the community members. So we've actually created a way for you guys to do this for free as well. So if you go over to alivelyworld.com, that's A-L-I-V-E-L-Y, alivelyworld.com, you'll be able to sign up. If you already are a member of it because you've taken other classes with us or you've already made your free membership profile, you can just log in and you're going to find this right away. But if you haven't done that, please know we have a free platform. It's kind of like our own community space, place to hang out, social media, air quotes, I guess you could say, place for us to be together. And it's totally free to join. So you do not have to take anything. There's no payment or anything like that. It's not a limited time subscription. It's just something you can sign up for if you want to and put a picture and a name up there. And then if you want to, or if you're already there, by all means, head over to the tabs on the sidebar. There's conversation groups. One of them that's now added is the Friendly Unknown. That's the title of this class. Although I have to say community member Ashley had an incredible name for it that I didn't think of when she came out with it, it was called the fun known. So I really love Ashley's idea for calling it the fun known, but we'll call it the friendly unknown officially, but maybe we can use them interchangeably because they kind of go to the same theme. So 
But anyways, if you want to go find who else is taking this group pod class along with you and you want to meet other people in the community that are listening along and living in the unknown and making it a more friendly place to live and exist in your own life, uh, feel free to go find each other and share what you're going through, things that are resonating with you from the class. And also it'll be a space where you can actually post questions to me to address on the next future modules to come up. So one of the things in a regular coaching class that I do all the time and I love teaching is I will do a module kind of talking for roughly an hour in most of our classes on the subject. And then I open up hot seating. So normally I am famously known for going two to sometimes five hours in the hot seating portion of classes, depending on how much I can sit in one place, not lose my train of thought, have my voice strong and steady and also not need to go to the bathroom. So I've been known to go for a long time in those coaching calls, but I'm hot seating live with people that have taken the class. And that's also a great time for other people watching the hot seater to actually be able to chat in the group chat with each other and then also hear from someone else's point of view and life experience, something they might be able to learn uh, for themselves. So sometimes a lot of people will say, oh, it was so great that that person's story really resonated with me and helped me as well. So that's what a normal class is like. And if you take any of our evergreen classes, you're going to see a whole bunch of that on any of the subjects you sign up for. But in this version, we're going to use the Alively World kind of chat room for you guys to submit questions for me in the coming module so that I can actually address questions you actually are having and then also you'll be able to meet each other just like the group chat we have in our paid classes. So like I said, that's a way to engage and also on Instagram at Bella Lively World. I'll also be asking for any questions you might have that you want me to address about the friendly unknown in coming modules. I'm roughly imagining these are going to go out weekly, but as you're going to about to hear about my own life, it's going to be a very flowing, fluid experience. So when I decided to do this, I thought initially you know, I want to talk about this and I want to help us reframe the unknown from something that feels scary or stressful or maybe just neutral at best to something that was a little bit more aligning, fun and friendly. So that's where the idea of the friendly unknown came from. And over the last several months of 2023, I was living in the unknown in two very big ways. And so <laughs> I thought the class was, I was getting my like training ground on living this out myself from the several months leading up to the class. So I thought myself, just like kind of feeling into my life. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I have these two experiences. I'll be able to share about them, wrap it up with a bow by the time the class actually kind of starts, maybe or maybe not. But those things is what I thought I'd be sharing about. So what I thought I'd be speaking about and obviously still can talk to was the two months that I, or three months from October till December coming into this class that I flowed into having a flat before I had a decision from the visa agents about my visa for the United Kingdom. Did not try to plan manifesting a flat before the visa. I completely, throughout the entire year, was expecting the visa to come first and then to get a flat. But as Flo had it, I ended up thinking there would be one or two more weeks until the visa decision was going to be granted. So as I was kind of feeling like that was nearing completion into October, I thought, okay, I'll start looking slowly at flats and seeing if anything looks like a fit. And then bam, 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 three different things happened. And all of a sudden, I ended up having this magical flow into a flat that came before the visa decision. And again, like I said, I was looking into the visa thinking I was one to two weeks out. I think most normal processes for the visa that I was on would have been probably one to two weeks out from having that visa decision. I was back and forth with the visa office, sending them extra documentation they were asking for. So I thought that was all good signs, kept sending and sending this stuff back. 
But then they went silent. <laughs> then I didn't hear from them after three or four back and forths for from basically some point in November until January. <laughs> Just went completely silent, would follow up politely after a few weeks of time and a few weeks of time, but get nothing, like totally crickets back. And so there was definitely a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stress in my mind because that was completely not the typical path that most people would experience. And I didn't know what that was being caused by or why and what the outcome was. And the longer that went on, the more stressed my mind was that I had this flat, but I didn't have the visa yet and et cetera, et cetera. So I thought all of this was going to be what I was going to talk about as far as the unknown and making it okay, like that I did this and it would flow. But my actual previous history with Australia was that I got a flat very quickly, totally innocently and totally ignorantly thinking it would be easy to get a visa to Australia. Didn't ever work out. So I ended up getting this flat, decorating it all, only to find out the visa process was really derailed and not going to happen. And then had to pack it all up and eventually over the years, send it to Danielle in Vancouver um, from Beauty of Life. But that said, having that history made this decision to flow into the flat, thinking I was only one to two weeks out seemed reasonable. But then when I got crickets and silence for so long, I was like, oh my God, is that happening again, again? So I had to beanbag a lot of energy from Australia to realize this is not the same situation, but also I need to go into the unknown and not worry that I'm repeating the same thing from the past. So that's what I thought, like I said a bunch of times, that this is what I thought I was going to talk about. However, I think this was literally now one week from the time I'm recording this. So this is Wednesday. Last Wednesday, I think it was January 3rd, I get some news. I get news that the visa is happening. It's approved. Hooray, huzzah, so excited. Great, that just clicked into place. And I thought, great, well, this is perfect. I'm gonna teach the class on this. I'll be able to share with you guys. And then that's great. I'm done. The unknown has conquered in me. I lived friendly with it. I'll share more about that experience of how I got to be friendly with the unknown, even though I had a lot of previous trauma and stuff to deal with and energy to move out of my system to get to the point of being okay with whatever happened. But then the next 24 hours happened. So I get the visa on the third. On the fourth, I end up completing a relationship that I'd been in for the last solid month. But even though it's only been a month and a month is not a very long time in most relationships, we actually lived together completely 24 hours a day, except for three of those days from the moment we met. So that entire month we were living together, going between the two places in the country that we both lived. I met all of the children, the family, the extended, you know, community, all that stuff. And he met all of my people in my life here in London. And then we completed the relationship. So in that morning, completed the relationship. Then I call my lawyer to talk about the visa that I got the day before. I got, I talked to my visa lawyer and I find out that he says, okay, this is great. The next step means you need to submit the application abroad and then get your biometrics appointment and then come back after the visa is granted. And that series of steps will take anywhere from one to six weeks. So depending on the time frame of how long it takes to get the visa, the passport uh, and visa stamped, it could be five days or 21 days from the biometric appointment. And I have no idea until I'm abroad and submit the application from abroad, how long it will take to actually get the visa appointment itself. Will it be a few days, a few weeks ahead that I'll be able to schedule? I will not know until I've submitted once abroad and I look at the next screen and it will show what the calendar is, but I have no idea what the calendar appointments might be. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I'd be away for seven days. But right now I don't know if it's going to be one to six weeks. So the lawyer said, you have to be understanding that this could take anywhere between one to six weeks, depending. And we will not know that information until you're gone. So I have to pack a suitcase sometime soon to accommodate me being away from anywhere between one to six weeks. And initially, I don't have to go to the United States per se, but I do need to be out of the UK when that's done. So I'm trying to figure out that. So that's one thing. So complete a relationship in the morning. Find out I have to now leave the country for one to six weeks, but with no answer on to where, how long that'll actually be. And then by 4 p.m. that day, four hours later after the going away question mark is raised, my mom sends me a photo of my dad in an ER and going to the ICU in the United States. So that happened completely out of left field for my brothers and I. We had no idea what was going on with my dad. My parents had been hiding the situation from us in a lot of ways because they didn't want us to know this is very much the family's way of doing things. And, you know, they just, <laughs> it's the way that they do things. So I'm going to have to be very careful and delicate about how I share about this part of the unknown, because obviously I have to deal with it within my family. And also I've been always very, very, very private and very protective of my family because they are so private and introverted themselves. So I wanna be able to share on that, but I'm also probably not gonna be able to go into a lot of emotions or opinions about how the family is dealing with the things because it wouldn't, to me, really be fair to my family to be you know, sharing that kind of thing on such a public platform, even though you guys don't know them or anything like that, there's still a part of me that just wants to be delicate about that situation. So I'm going to try to be as neutral about sharing that detail as possible, because I just don't think there's anything positive to sharing. Um, not that I would care about telling you guys, or if you were my friends and I was having a conversation in normal life, obviously I would be <laughs> be normal and talk about it and how I'm feeling and everything. But given that I'm a public figure more or less and they're private, I just want to make sure um, that I'm doing as much to respect the situation without you know, compromising the details that might be uncertain in my life right now. So yeah, that big day changed pretty much the next several months of my life. And all elements are unknown. My dad is still in the ICU and has half of his skull not on his head. And there was a lot of bleeding and major issues. Whether he will live, whether how much of his cognitive ability will ever return, I have no idea. The way that the family is disseminating information is very vague and hands off at best. So I'm just kind of living in the complete unknown about whether my dad is living or dying or slowly recovering or not at all. As my mom keeps saying, the situation is very fluid, which is almost like saying flowing in a way, but uh, yeah, very fluid. So it is day by day and I have not had the access to the patient number in order to talk to the hospital myself directly. So I'm really, you know, sitting with the fact that I don't even have the control to find the information out myself directly. So I have to then find that peace and that stability within myself and my inner voice and intuition around the complete unknown of that, of going abroad and yeah, of the relationship changing. Obviously it's a big sudden shift after a 
really short, deep amount of time together. So that's okay. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Is it, um, obviously we had a lot of great things together and also things that weren't probably as aligned as they could be in the long term. So, you know, there's a lot of feelings on that side, but then the unknown of the travel, what life's going to look like, whether I go back immediately to the United States or whether I go to something like Portugal in order to submit the application, find out the time frame for the um, visa appointment and then go back and see my family for five to 21 days, as the case might be, with the biometrics time. So <laughs> now I'm living way more than just the flat in the visa in the unknown. These are much deeper, bigger issues. Life and death's on the table right now. Um, we've got abroad, but I don't even know what like weather to be packing for particularly yet. Um, and yeah, just a lot of complete unknowns. So when it comes to all of this, I had asked on Instagram, and I'm not going to pull it up now, but I'd asked you guys what unknown categories you guys had in your lives that your mind might be most thinking about for yourselves. Some of the things I just am going through right now might be familiar or similar to what you're going through right now, for all I know. And other people definitely posted a lot about career, abundance, relationship status, health, all the classic things that the mind generally worries about. I would say overall, the predominance of comments were around the the idea of money and career trajectory. So generally speaking, if those topics are on your mind, you're definitely in good company in the community at large, or at least on Instagram. And also maybe just underlines that maybe you want to go over to the aliveworld.com little chat group to meet other people that are going through similar things to have buddies that are also facing similar unknowns or also be able to support somebody that maybe you're not in the sense of unknown about, but you want to be able to help and hold someone else's hand vibrationally speaking as they're going through something unknown in a category you might be strong about. But one of the things my inner voice is I have been going through all of this unknown in my life. This has definitely shifted my energy to focusing on the class in the way I originally thought that I would focus on the class because I originally thought, okay, I got through my unknowns with the flat and the visa. Now I get to focus on you guys. Instead, I have a ton of things I have to actually focus on in my own life right now, practically speaking, spiritually speaking, energetically speaking, emotionally speaking. My inner voice said last night, it doesn't, it needs to, this class needs to support you. So that was interesting. I didn't expect my inner voice to say that. But when I heard it, what I knew it meant was I don't need to be sitting and so worried as I might have first been about what techniques I was going to give you and what meditations and stuff, though those things might happen naturally through the coming modules. I was feeling a lot of trepidation and kind of um, it was weighing on my mind that I wanted to do all these things for you so that you could have all of these kind of things to do in each workshopping worksheet kind of things in the next 30 days, including this module, my inner voice said, let it support you. Like you are going through a ton of unknown. So let this class about the unknown support you. And in talking to my friend, Jess, you guys have heard on the show before, just before recording this, I realized that normally what I do with flow diary episodes for you guys is I go through the unknown. I watch how the flow happens. And then once it's at a nice kind of wrap up point, 
end scene, if you will, then I do the episode and I actually share how the flow went and I give you the flow diaries version of it kind of from start to completion. And I could definitely do a kind of episode like that about the flat, for example, as now I have more of a start to some kind of further completion in it. And I usually, and I knew people were asking me, for example, on the flat specifically, they wanted to hear the story of how I got it and what was happening with it and all those things. But I kept feeling like until the visa had a forward movement, it felt too unfinished to do a flow diaries about. So that kind of shows you that normally I like to wait until I have something to share before I share it. And the idea of this class being about the unknown, as I have so much unknown literally in my life right now, the idea of this supporting me is actually in a way cathartically or hopefully not too cathartically, not weighing on you guys too much, but just sharing what it's actually like to go through this amount of unknown with you as I go through it and that that doesn't have to be me then trying to then put on my teacher hat and be kind of telling you how to help yourselves right now. I need to be using this stuff in a gentle way that actually supports me as I do it along with you. So it's kind of like, I'm just going to be swimming along next to you. I can't be the lifeguard to save you. Not that you would ever need saving, nor would I try to save you, but I just got to just swim and keep my head above the water myself and then just support myself in this. And as I do so, as I'm finding things that help me with this amount of unknown in my life, I also hope that that might help you as well. And maybe in different weeks, depending on the flow of my life circumstances in the coming weeks, there might be slightly more structure or less structure or techniques or approaches that I might be able to give you. But right now I'm just going to give you a heart to heart of like, yeah, this is what I'm going through. And if you have any level of massive unknowns like I do or smaller unknowns or chronic unknowns, like more like money and career potentially might be for you, I'm here for you. But also, yeah, let's talk about the things so far that are on my mind in a general way that I want to open up the conversation about the unknown and about making it more friendly. So as you know, the title is The Friendly unknown. The reason is we are consciousness. We are awareness. That's what we ultimately are in human forms, in human bodies, in 3D human life. But as consciousness creating our reality, we're pure consciousness experiencing this 3D human life and setting our vibration within ourselves only to then see it reflect back in the reality and manifestations that confirm our vibration. So if you think about this reality in a way as a vibrational reflection, even Abraham Hicks is endlessly for decades of their their experience channeling this information that we are creating. And they say things like, if you want, make a person, make a sticker for other people that say, you're my vibrational indicator. So however you're acting, uh, however people around you are acting is an example of what your vibration is because they're just reflecting it back to you. They make little jokes like that to Esther. So one of the ways about the unknown is similar to this person with a sticker on on their shirt. The actual unknown is going to reflect back to you whatever you think about it. And oftentimes it's even a little bit seemingly more benevolent because it oftentimes doesn't even end up as badly as we might be dreading things to happen you know, depending on the circumstances, we can worry a lot more than things actually end up becoming the worry that we fear about. But what I want to say about the unknown and the reason I've chosen the little photo that I've chosen in the little critter I've chosen for the episode covers for these is this little Darth Vader. I don't know if you can tell that that little 
cutie is Darth Vader, but it technically is a Darth Vader little stuffed animal. And I decided, actually, this was while I was waiting for the flat to, or the visa to move forward and moved into the flat. When I moved into the flat, there was a exhibit for Star Wars near my house, like right around the corner, literally 100 meters from where I'm living. There was a Star Wars exhibit. It's no longer there now, but there was a poster on the street that I would walk down every single day because it was around the corner from me. And if I went to the street, that's what I would see. And it was a picture of a regular Darth Vader from Star Wars. And it said, join the dark side big letters under it. it didn't even have any of the positive characters air quotes of, of star wars it just had darth vader and it said join the dark side as like a little um promotion for this exhibit about i think you know about star wars <laughs> so i just kept seeing this join the dark side join the dark side and i feel like oftentimes my inner voice does speak to me now not just through my inner voicing but also through signs symbols songs what people are saying on the street as i'm walking by you name it if i'm thinking a thought in my mind my inner voice is finding a way to communicate to me through my inner voice or through what someone says on the street or through signs literally like the one with Darth Vader. And Darth Vader said, join the dark side. Now, what's interesting is one of the other things about this reality is we have dark matter. You know, guys know I love quantum mechanics and I love all the physics of this reality, the metaphysics of this reality, the spirituality. I love all of the non-physical and the physical. And one of the things about this reality that's very fascinating is the element of dark matter that seems to be roughly, uh, it's not actually, I think they perceive it to be equal, but it is a massively close to equal between what we know of the known experience of this reality also has a dark matter or an other energy or matter that is right now very, very largely question marked and and pinned for another day for our consciousness to explore. But I like to think about that as very potentially connected to, and I don't know for sure, but my my question mark, I'd love to be able to ask um, Abraham if I was in the hot seat would say, would the vortex version of everything that Abraham ever speaks about? If you guys know some Abraham Hicks stuff, I'll kind of flash back to flow with intention for you and go through some heavy, like some good old law of attraction stuff. So Abraham often says that everything, the minute you have a desire in this reality, there's a rocket of desire that goes out and the answer or the actual outcome that you actually want is immediately created in the non-physical. So the minute you want something or intend it, it's there, but it's in the non-physical side and you have to match the vibrational reality of it for it to manifest into the physical reality. And not just once or twice, you have to actually sustain the vibration long enough for quarks, gluons, and matter of this reality so that that energy that does immediately exist in non-physical energy can actually manifest through physical time space into 3D. So they always say it's already there. And then they always joke as they say, um, people want Abraham to say, Abraham, I want the money out of the vortex and into the bank. I want to see it. I don't want it to just be, I don't know, I have $53 million in non-physical. I want to have $53 million in my Chase Bank right here and now in this time-space reality. But they always say it's already existing. So I wonder if the dark matter that we are semi-aware of, we're aware of it, we don't have a, we have a lot of questions about it, but I just wonder if that's potentially the non-physical vortex of all the things. And so maybe that's just this counterbalance or the non-physical side of this stuff that is eventually going to come through into physical dimensional reality. So when it comes to dark matter and it comes to Darth Vader saying, join the dark side, 
what I took from that from my inner voice as I walked by it every single day for the months I was freaking out about the flat without visa confirmation, hearing nothing from the visa agents was that I could either fear the dark side or I could, like the, the poster was saying, join the dark side. And I really... I just kind of think it's so cool. Now, I grew up with two brothers, a dad who loved action movies and uh, seven male cousins. <laughs> so I grew up with a lot of men around when I was young. And I watched a lot of the Star Wars, Star Trek, that kind of stuff, because that was definitely my dad's kind of movies when I was little. So I saw the three classic Star Wars movies when I was young. I, I'm not a Star Wars person. So I don't know it hyper well, but I do know the general archetypical energies of the show. So I'm going to do like a girl maths version of a girl Star Wars take. So I'm going to take elements of Star Wars. And I know Tony that's listening and editing this episode is probably like, he actually knows Star Wars very, very well. So he'll be able to probably find a lot of flaws in my logic here, but I'm just going to take with a lot of liberty and do an interpretation of the archetypical energies of Star Wars and reinterpret them in a way that we might be able to apply them to our lives. As my inner voice obviously wanted me to look at Darth Vader every day and say, join the dark side. And I knew that was me joining the side of the unknown. So basically the dark matter, Darth Vader, unknown. So Darth Vader, which is dark father, if you're curious about Vader being father, and he was the father of Luke Skywalker, was this side of our reality we call dark matter that's got a lot of question marks or just kind of complete ignorance about is that just or even let's go to just kind of go straight vortex version abraham style the non-physical things that are the potentials that ultimately consciousness in this reality collapses the wave function around and then we actually see into this reality do we need to fight it or do we need to join it do we need to look at it as something that's scary or could we look at it as something that is ultimately, potentially, just a future blessing we haven't experienced yet? The dark matter, the non-physical, the vortex, has anything and everything that could be experienced into this reality if we match the vibration of it. So what about fighting? So if we're looking at now me reinterpreting Star, Star Wars, let's just imagine and simplify the entire movie and trilogy nine movies, whatever it is, very much. I'm just going to take a few of the characters and just focus on them. I'm going to look at Luke Skywalker, Yoda, and Darth Vader. Just going to look at those three. We're going to take everybody else. And if you want to be Leia instead of Luke Skywalker, by all means, throw Leia in there. You can be Leia if you want to be. But I'm just going to go with Luke because he had the lightsaber and, Star and Darth Vader because he had the lightsaber and Yoda because he was the wisdom. So I'm just going to imagine now and take all these three characters and reinterpret them in my own little world. My own a lively world now has these three characters or my interpretations of them. So I'm going to make Yoda your inner voice or our inner voice. We each have a little Yoda inside of ourselves that is giggling and funny and witty and kind and really chill about most things. So there is that part of us that's super wise and calm and helps guide Luke Skywalker. Now, Luke Skywalker is the mind and the human and the mind perspective and living in the 3D reality ultimately. And then Darth Vader is the unknown. So obviously Darth Vader is the human that was the father of Luke, but we're going to kind of just change him to being the unknown. And the reason I have our little Darth Vader that's so cute being our 
kind of like mascot for this class is that how cute is the Darth Vader I found? I found it through, I think it is from Hallmark of all places. I found it online and I have been basically looking at this Darth Vader. When I was young, I grew up to be afraid of Darth Vader. I think of Darth Vader as the bad guy in the movie. But as this poster has been showing me from November and December, as I've been walking by October, November, December, join the dark side, join the dark side. Why do I need to fight? Darth Vader? Why do I need to fight the unknown? Why did I need, even just with the visa and the flat alone, why did I need to be fighting the fearful unknown? No decision had been made on the visa yet, but I was already feeling the feelings of fear or feelings like I might not fight the visa, but just be afraid of the unknown rather than befriend the unknown. And in the end, and it comes to the flat specifically, obviously the visas worked out. So now I have to do the next steps. But did I ever need to actually fear or fight? And even when I look back at the time of Australia, when I was there previously, and the flat had to go eventually because I had to leave the country because the visa didn't work out. Did I need to fight or did I need to fear that that actually happened? Am I not actually now looking back at it? happy that Danielle got the stuff. Well, I am happy that she got this stuff, but if I certainly knew what was going to happen and that some stranger named Danielle that I didn't even know yet years later was going to end up with the stuff, would I have even taken the path to even getting the flat? Probably not. I probably wouldn't have bothered to buy all the things and invest all that time and money into all this stuff that ultimately was going to be in storage most of the time and then sent to somebody I didn't even know. So it's actually, but even with all of that happening, even though I would have probably changed my actions had I known the future, it didn't mean that it was unfriendly. The friendly unknown meant that I actually got the joy of decorating with Australian furniture and I got to enjoy it for the six months that I got to do that. And my favorite place in the world for interior design is Australia. My favorite design in the world is Australian design. And I got to have the joyful experience of creating for the joy of creating a place that I lived in for that time. And then I got to have the joy of storing it for a long time, having part of it in the Detroit for a little while, and then to give it to somebody that was able to use and love it when they didn't have anything at that point in their lives. So ultimately, even though I didn't know the unknown, I certainly never needed to fight the unknown. And so there was this kind of insight in me that realized that I'd always interpreted Darth Vader as the bad guy in this archetypical storyline that I've known since I was a child, just like many people fear the unknown. And I was like, well, why do I need to keep looking at Darth Vader as the bad guy? Even though the movie has played him out as a bad guy, why do I need to keep holding that storyline? I don't need to. I can actually decide that I don't think that Luke needed to fight Darth Vader. <laughs> he didn't need to, in my now a lively version, fight the unknown. He could have instead befriended it. And actually, if he had done so in the actual movie, he would have found out he was befriending his own father instead of fighting him. But in this reality, I've decided to create this little or purchase this little Hallmark little critter guy, this little Darth Vader that's so cute and innocent looking, and actually just say, I can befriend this little guy. He doesn't have to look scary. I get to, as my awareness perceives the unknown, not look at it as this big six foot tall man in a black cape with a crazy breathing pattern. I can actually look at this little four inch figure that's plush and soft and squishy and say, that's the unknown. It can be a pint size. It can be friendly. It can be cute. It can be positive. And it doesn't have to be ultimately scary at all. And so that is like the friendliest little Darth Vader I could ever imagine. And I really wanna look at the unknown being this friendly thing. Now, 
that's all well and good. You know, you could do this with your money, that it can be friendly. If you don't know what you're gonna do next in your career, you could look forward to a positive, friendly new outcome to happen. And we'll talk more about it in the weeks to come, what that process of coming to that calm, positive, optimistic outlook on something like that might be. But also for myself, I need to now not just apply it to the visa and the flat, but also look at it as completing the relationship. Obviously right now, I still have a lot of love and care for the person that I was with. And there were a lot of good things about this person I was with, even though there were ultimately other things that I think could be better for both of us in the future relationships we might have. Can I trust the friendly unknown? that I can go into and complete a relationship and hope and have the friendly, optimistic desire or belief that the unknown, the cute little friendly Darth Vader for a relationship might be that I might be happily by myself for a short or long while, or even bring in a short or long while a different partner that might have a more aligned fit to me. Can I be friendly with the unknown of my relationship status, not including this person that did have a lot of positive qualities. Can I be uh, okay? Can I be happy and optimistic, even though I don't know what's going to happen next? And now instead of having this wonderful person that could have been there for me throughout this entire process of unknown with my dad in the hospital and the six weeks abroad, can I be okay that I'm going to be alone doing those things by myself without a person or a partner by my side who dearly wanted to be by my side? Can I be okay that I'm going to be alone and do all of that myself? Can I be okay that I might be alone and my dad might die? Can I be alone and be one to six weeks sitting in the suitcase as all of that happens? I can. I can be friendly in the unknown of that. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I can still choose from my alignment what feels like a very big leap of faith, but without any clarity of what's gonna happen in the coming weeks without having a partner by my side, which otherwise could have been my choice. Can I also go into the one to six weeks abroad? Now, the thing about you guys might be like, why aren't you going straight to the United States right now while your dad is in the hospital? That is a very good question. <laughs> I don't know that the, based on the family dissemination of information, which is very vague at best, there are a lot of question marks on everything about this situation. And like I shared earlier, I actually ultimately cannot control that. And the wisdom is to know I can't actually control that. And so what I would say is that the other element of this is, all, like I said, at least have to be in the US for five to 21 days. And if my dad was actually, if my actually knew enough information to know that this is actually his last days on earth, of course, I would be there right now. But that's not what the information, even though it's limited, is saying so far. So I've been waiting on a very big wait and see day by day kind of situation with it all. But the other piece of this is, as, as expats would know, if you're in the US for less than 35 days a year, you actually save up to $25,000 on your taxes as someone that lives abroad. So ideally, I don't wanna be in the United States for more than 35 days of this year because of that fact. Now, if my family information was saying that my dad was actually going to die this week, I would be there right now. But I do know that I'm gonna be there very shortly for either five to 21 days very soon. So that is the reason I'm not ultimately right now. If I already had the visa in hand, I would be there right now. <laughs> but because I don't, and I just found out that I have to leave and once I do, I'm gonna be gone for up to six weeks. There are things for me to do here to get ready for that with the flat, to arrange what's gonna happen for that amount of time, what I'm gonna pack, where I'm gonna go, et cetera. And also find out more information from my lawyer about the next steps that we need to prepare for for the visa. So um, there's the unknown of that. And can I also ultimately 
be okay and the real thing that matters, which is the thing about my dad and the unknown of whether he's going to, as a soul, choose to move through this experience or complete his life in this experience. That is the unknown. And can I be friendly with that unknown? And can I find peace and connection in that unknown? These are the things that I'm being asked to find the unknown and the peace about. When it comes to doing anything for your unknowns that might be relevant to you, I'll also share the first thing I've done, which is obviously release the emotional beanbags that have come up around all of these subjects. So I have beanbags, of course, especially the first shock of the day that my dad went to hospital and when they did the brain surgery on him that day, especially. And thankfully, the person I was ending the relationship with and I stayed together one further day so that he was there for me that day. And I really, really, really cherish that he was there that day to be there with me just as another human that was present and loving towards me. And while he was there, um, here in my flat, he was watching a program after we had talked a lot and he wanted to watch a show. I laid next to him as he was watching the show and he didn't even know I was doing this, but inside of myself, just to share what I did about the unknown is I talked to my dad in his inner voice. So the first thing that I did when I knew that he was there and actually, yeah, that was primary was talk to my dad from the inner voice side of him because obviously he was non-responsive and in surgery ultimately while on the physical plane. But I talked to him from the non-physical and I've been doing so most nights ever since, talking to him, finding out what he wanted to share with me, what he wanted me to know. And a lot of that is personal and private and would definitely be, I think, a little bit too personal for me to feel comfortable sharing on the on the show because it gives more context to our family dynamic than I feel comfortable sharing publicly. But at the same time, just know that the, I released the emotions and then I chatted with my dad and I ultimately in my inner voice as I was processing that told him from my inner voice to his when he's ready he can go he doesn't have to worry about me needing him to be here that he can go when he wants to go. And this is the same thing I told both of my grandparents. My grandpas were um, both passed away in 2020. My grandmas had already passed away many years ago. But I said the same thing in my inner voice to my grandfathers, that when they want to go, they can go. They don't have to worry about the fear of the unknown. They don't have to worry about the fear of death. And they don't have to worry about the fear of letting me down, at least. I don't know about the rest of the family, but I could say for me that I want them to be on earth as long as they want to be on earth and that I don't need them to stay for me, that they should stay for the joy that they find in it and when they want to go that they should go and I told my dad the same (laughs) and that's the best thing I think we can do is give people the sovereignty to choose and know that we bless their decision which is ultimately in their control not ours (laughs) and then just to say that and to make peace with that so that day (laughs) as he was watching tv my partner at the time um I did that with my dad. I have no idea what's going to happen in future days and when he actually will choose to leave. But that was important for me was to talk to his inner voice at that point in time while he was in surgery. And I've, like I said, continued to talk to him and get more messages and insights from him that he had to share with me about his condition, about what happened, what he wanted me to know about it. And yeah, so that's been very helpful actually is to continue to connect to him in a much better and easier way than you could with someone on a ventilator in ICU. So 
I'm happy to feel just as connected to him, even if his physical form is in a very perilous condition. The actual connection and communication channel that I have with him is actually quite strong. And it's amazing and insightful because even though it sounds like it's just a bunch of mind stuff to some people, I can say I've been really surprised by some of the insights and information that I've received from him that I wouldn't have expected my mind to make up for sure or even my own inner voice. So I was like, wow, that's so interesting that I'm getting this information that really does feel kind of to my mind out of left field in the sense that I couldn't have predicted it or expected it. But also that seems to really give me a lot of trust that I'm actually connecting to my dad's inner voice and finding out what's important to him from his own point of view. Surprisingly, one of the things that I heard from him that I do feel comfortable sharing is, and I don't know how long he's going to be alive, so I may or may not actually ultimately honor this wish. If he lives for many years after this, this may not happen. But if he does go in a shorter period of time, his one of his things that he didn't understand was why I changed my name from Jessica to Bella because he hasn't really been around for that part of the transition of my life. Uh, I could understand that he was kind of confused about all of that. And he said, you know, he'd like to, if I, you know, for me to keep the name Jessica, if he dies, I mean, he didn't say if he dies soon, but I would be willing to do that for the time. I have put the legal paperwork process in place, but I am still waiting for my uh, appointment to do so. So either way, there's that. But it was very surprising to hear that that was one of his desires or his thoughts. I was like, did not expect that to come up in the conversation with his inner voice. But there we go. So that was something. And then my inner voice myself, obviously, when it came to the relationship, my inner voice said I could choose. It didn't tell me the yes or the no, like this is what you have to do or not have to do. But I definitely felt there's a lot of signs and reflection back to me as I reflected about it, about what I ultimately wanted to choose, that that inner voice answered wasn't saying I needed to stay together or needed to break up, but I got to choose. And I feel like that was the right decision. And that's what my inner voice had said. I haven't even bothered to ask about the future, but actually I just heard forthcoming, forthcoming. So if you want to know, my inner voice just said that in terms of relationship. And as far as the one to six weeks abroad, because my dad's situation has been so vague and hazy and abrupt and shocking, I've obviously felt a lot more kind of fight or flight. I kind of froze (laughs) instead of fight or flight the situation. I froze kind of waiting day by day to get the information that my mom was willing to share with us or that she even got from the hospital about the situation. And so obviously none of that was actually helping me make any forward plans with everything. So I was kind of just waiting for a while. But then I asked my inner voice what to do the other day as I was kind of, my mind was getting a little bit frustrated about next steps and not knowing if the uncertainty of the unknown. And it said, basically, my inner voice said, do what you would do if dad wasn't in the hospital. So what would you do if your dad wasn't in the hospital right now in critical condition? I was like, okay, well, if he wasn't in the hospital, instead of being frozen in place, unable to make a decision, but that wasn't even going to get me to the US (laughs) even as quickly as if I did make some normal choice, my normal choice would have been to leave for potentially Portugal because it's easy. It's out of the country of the, the UK. It gives me the time to set up the visa appointment and then to go back And hopefully, if my dad is going to recover, be able to be there at a time when he might be able to open his eyes and recognize me. Because right now, his condition isn't even that he'll know any of us are actually there. So maybe that is the time to be there 
for the five to 21 days, depending on how long the visa takes. So maybe that's the time. So if I was to actually go under normal circumstances, I would go to Portugal, I would apply, I would get the visa date and then a biometric appointment date, and then I would go. And then I would go obviously to do that as I see my family. And so that simplified the process of this unknown because in the meantime, I've been so frozen in place waiting for more information, but not really getting it that I haven't been able to make any decisions whatsoever. So hearing my inner voice on that information gives me the actual aligned action to take and actually gave me all the clarity that at this moment I could possibly have. Obviously knowing that if something dramatically goes south with my dad's condition, I obviously can reroute myself as soon as I want to and go straight to the US no matter what. So there we have it. Those are the things I'm dealing with. But of course, for yourself, if you have any hesitations, fears, and so forth, please go through your beanbagging process. If you haven't known how to do that, please know that we have a website, uh, bellalively.com, and we have an Alively library with 111 free recorded classes you can take there. And you can go find many beanbag release classes to watch and use as a little guide. I've released many beanbags during the Beauty of Life series with Danielle and uh, Jennifer in the 2023 era. So if you want to scroll back a several months into the show, you can find them learning how and doing it regularly on the show. And also we have the inner peace meditations and we have one for releasing beanbags. So if you go over to the inner peace meditations on bylalively.com, you'll also learn how to release using the guided meditation where I walk you through the steps. So beanbag releasing number one, then as the energy is clearer and less traumatized and in stress, then you can go to your inner voice and find out on any of the things you might be concerned about. What are the steps that you want me to take? Do you want me to take a step right now or not yet? And looking at it like this. So uh, our mind likes to have structure, but our inner voice is very organic and natural. And what that means is that the mind might say to me, I should have already bought the ticket, but yet I haven't heard from my lawyer today to tell him and get his blessing. And I haven't even heard back from my mom today who went to the hospital to ask the doctors and nurses what his condition is and when they recommend that I visit. So my mind might say I should have already done this days ago, but the actual organic unfolding of it has been that I haven't had the information given to me in order to make an educated choice on this. So the organic decision hasn't naturally occurred yet. So for me, if I wanted to be mental and force it and fight the unknown, I could have forced and fought the unknown by buying a ticket immediately in a knee-jerk reaction or done something dramatic immediately or pushed on my mom and got really angry and upset at her for doing things the way that she's doing it or go call the hospital, at, even though I did call the hospital and found out I needed the patient number, and get mad at them because I don't have the number. Instead of fighting it, the unknown, trying to get information or decisions, I'm actually choosing to flow in the unknown in an organic way that just shows me that I haven't been able to talk to my mom or the lawyer yet. So the decision as it stands at this moment of the day or even the days leading up to this is not the time to do it. So when it comes to things like abundance or your career, if that's the subject, for example, you might also be pondering in your life, you might want to release, obviously, the emotions around the unknown of when money is going to come in next or how it's going to come in next or the career, what job you might have next or when you might leave a job that you have right now that you're not happy with anymore. You can 
beanbag the emotions that are understandably there right now, and then ask your inner voice, inner voice, is it time for me to take an action yet? And if the time is, if you get a yes to that, ask what action would you like me to take now? And if you get a no to what action do you want me to take now, if you, if you want me to take action now, you get no, ask why not? And if you get the answer, then if you don't like the answer you get, ask 10 more questions to your inner voice and go rally up with your inner voice and go argue like a lawyer back and forth to your inner voice from your mind until you get enough clarity to totally understand the reasoning and the rationale of your inner voice on the subject. And then, of course, you might beanbag the resistance your mind might have as well. And then if it says not to take an action on that subject, like career or money or health or something else for you, maybe it's your where you're going to move to next, then ask inner voice, what can I do right now? What is this a good time for instead right now? That is something to keep in mind, that even though it might not be the time to go into the unknown of the subject you're wanting to mentally fight or become friends with, you might want to look at what other things is this now moment perfect for? And it might say relaxing, being strong, resting, playing with your kids, (laughs) cooking, being outside. And then at least you know that with your inner voice, which is void of any trauma or mental conditioning whatsoever, but still is ultimately you. That's what you, the higher, clearer version of you, would do in this reality. And then, of course, you have all the compassion in the world for the mind of you that might still want to fight, like Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber, the unknown, or maybe wants to hold hands with the unknown and do something else that it's time to do instead. So there you have it. I am living this right along with you, way more than I ever expected when I decided to do this class. But I have to say, I'm just sharing with you guys, this is not um, pretty or wrapped up with a bow or, um, you know, my choices and my alignments to my inner voice obviously would look different to different families, different dynamics, different inner voices of other people. So there's no way of looking at me and saying, this is the way everyone in terms of the steps that I take with all of these specific situations I'm dealing with are what other people should be doing. Not at all. But, and even if I was in different situations, if I didn't have the, the same day that I find out the information about leaving the country for one to six weeks being the same day my dad goes to hospital, totally different. If I didn't have that visa yet, or if I already had the visa, I would have taken a totally different step than finding out on the same day that this is what is happening. That's what's making me approach this even more in the unknown in an even more unusual way than I otherwise would normally act. It even said, that's okay. It's just actually showing how somebody with a very strange set of circumstances is having to navigate a very delicate situation from two totally different dimensions of their lives or life in a way that is completely from the within of me and from ultimately choosing to follow my inner voice. Like I can tell you right now, there's zero part of me and my inner voice level that wants me to already be flying to the US. I can tell my inner voice is like, wait, wait for them to tell you it's time to go is what I'm actually just hearing right now. And right now, I haven't heard that. To do what I would do if my dad wasn't in the hospital, that was my first answer, which I knew would be next week. But at the same time, I'm not going to purchase that ticket until my lawyer and my mother tell me it's time to go. 
So I'm going to do that in the flow of the complete unknown. And at the same time, every night talking to my dad from the non-physical where he's way more present um, and verbal, (laughs) if you will, than the physical. And yeah, it's it's a wild and un, unconventional life to become friends with Darth Vader or your own inner little unknown Darth Vader. And maybe you can start to imagine. Um, and I wanted to be a lot more high vibe and <laughs> excited as I shared this with you guys. You can tell it's probably much more raw than most things because usually I wait till they're done before I share. But I would say that if I wasn't in as much unknown or emotion with my situation as I am, I would say that one of the things we can do and just on like any lighter level of unknown things too, just to remember that this can be beautiful. And also I do feel like there is a lot of beauty right now to my situation. Like I have a reason to go back to the United States that's already pre-baked in with this whole situation that's happening right now. Like there is like a lot of strange albeit unusual alignment, that the same day all those things happened at once. And that's okay. And the beauty is that I've already got connection to my dad in the most meaningful way to me that there could be, which is on the inside in the consciousness that we ultimately are and on the soul level. So I just get to go now trusting in the friendly next steps that happen every day in every way, one step at a time, just like whatever you're going through. And whatever it is, just know I'm dealing with a lot. You are not the only one. We had so many people that replied to the comments on Instagram about what they were scared or mentally afraid about in the unknown. And I sincerely hope if you're feeling called to find more people that might be able to connect and feel less alone together, please go over to A Lively World and join the little chat group and be able to make friends and maybe some zoom meetings might happen some friend calls some friend chats or maybe who knows maybe you'll find someone in your area or someone who you might even want to eventually months or years down the line want to go visit it's happened in the community many times before so if it happens through this that's beautiful as well until next time may something wonderful happen to you today